Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. Welcome back, Criminal Mischief Nation, to another bonus episode of your favorite podcast. Um, my name is Brandon. I'm one of the hosts, along with Carolyn Sorio. We're lucky to have her again this week. Hello, Carolyn. Thank you for dropping by. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Brando? Yeah, yeah it's, Brando. Um, it's very, uh, yeah. it's very, it's very rainy again in Los Angeles. Um, so I've just been kind of ensconced in my little office. Uh, all day, getting some work done um, and watching it rain. Then I had to drive around. My daughter had to get to a birthday party and a bunch of lunatics out there on the... I still have some PTSD when I was a teenager. I got in this terrible car accident in, the, in a rainstorm. And so I got a little, like, get a little squirrely when I'm out there, you know, in the rain. Um, but uh, everyone's safe and sound and warm and you know dry. What? I, the, reason why, the reason why I remember that story is the, the OP shirt. My brother's shirt. I still your remember. brother's your brother's shirt. Gosh. Yeah, because that that's exactly what I would do with my sister. Yeah, that was the only thing I was worried about. Not that I was bleeding out. Not that my car was fucked. Or that my mom's gonna be mad or worried or can't pick up my girl at the airport. Right? I'm like, mm-hmm. my brother's gonna be mad because I fucked up his shirt and I didn't ask him if I could wear it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> believe me, I still have PTSD. You know what? I fucking deserved it because my sister was like a super hard worker and I just wanted to hang with my friends and, yeah. you know, steal her clothes. So, you know, I was just like rotten. Ouch. But anyway. Well, let's talk about this. Um, almost kind of ripped from the headlines. This is a very current story um, that that you covered. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your angle of it and, and how deep you went into it. And some of the, gosh, the audio clips were just harrowing, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So um, I just need to get out front with something. Uh, Very rarely do I have a complaint about your storytelling, but I have one. Who do I speak to about that? Can I speak to your producer, please? Um, Well, uh, yes. Hi, I'm Carolyn's producer. So (laughs) the fact that her friend that she was staying with was named Caitlin. And I know the yeah. bad guy was also Caitlin. I, I would have appreciated a sentence saying, just mm-hmm. so you don't get confused, I'm introducing another Caitlin at this point in the story. Okay. So make a little note yeah. of that. And that would have been the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the that would have been the smart way to do it because I didn't want to overshadow in the beginning and say, so but you're right. I totally, I totally got lost mm. in in the Caitlin's and like, you know, yeah. yes, absolutely. It was weird because I had to go back. I had to go back and go, wait, it's the different Caitlin. Is this, is this the same Caitlin? Like what the hell's going on? Because that would have been really weird. Actually, I think because I wanted to make sure you were paying attention, Brandon. So yeah. my, my plan I worked. I thought I was paying attention. You made me question my attention paying skills for a second, but it turned out that it worked out. But <laughs> but so so let's get into this. So um, one thing that I found really intriguing about um, that I didn't know about Mo. Wait, I think I froze for a second. Sorry. What I didn't know about about the Mo character was that she was, I think I knew she was from Vermont, but I didn't know what an accomplished skier she was. 
Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that, that she came from an Alpine mm-hmm. family that, you know, her dad was almost an, an Olympian and was a big instructor and all that. And that she had some injuries, um, man. And if you have an unstable knee on the slopes, your skiing career is over, at least competitively, right? Like you could maybe go do some cross country stuff, but you're not hitting moguls or downhill with a, with an unstable knee e- equals <clears throat> no competitive skiing basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. What was really, really interesting about her as an athlete was that she goes from one thing into a completely different discipline and is even better at that, right? Like late in life and 20s is late in life to become the best at a, at a sport, right? The only thing yeah. that the similar, uh, there was a, 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 an Olympic speed skater, I forget the guy's name. But he like he didn't put on a pair of ice skates till he was like almost 30 and then wound up setting like every world record because he used to rollerblade like along the beach in California. Right. And he had the greatest athletic nickname ever. They called him the exception. Okay, I love that. I love that. And he just and he set every world record. This was like maybe in Sochi. I forget which Winter Olympics it was, but fairly recently. Um, Mm -hmm. So for her to go from skiing and now like a a distance, like long distance mountain biker is crazy because skiing is you're done in a couple of minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. And to go like long distance on this. So I found that really interesting about her. um, And it speaks a lot to her, a, her natural, you know, ability, but also her commitment uh, to the sport that she was beating the boys. Right. She was like, I love that. I loved it. I was, I was like swimming in it. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that must've felt so good and she earned it. I loved it. I mean, there's so many, there's so many things that I, that I loved about digging into her story and that of course, and then watching her, um, some film on her and just having her dig in and watching her just overcome and, um, going up hills that are, just she makes it seem like it's like she's just flat you know what i mean and it's like that kind of power that kind of and she just seemed like she also had um she wasn't arrogant she was just did the work and i think that that's such an undervalued commodity in our world and i and when i see that i just i just love it so much so yes i was I was digging into it. And, and, I, and of course, this idea that she would just get into it and in a couple of years dominate. And I think oh. that there are exceptions to that. Um, I think it was re- reminding me of a movie I saw of with Adam Sandler, where he was, I don't know if this was a documentary or it's not coming off the top of my head, but- Happy Gilmore? Is it Happy there. Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, the no. golf movie? No, sorry. Okay. I think you were in that one, weren't you? I was not. I was not. Right. Anyway, it was a basketball player that he went and recruited. He was like a, he was, it was kind of yeah, like. Yeah, I didn't the, see that movie, but yes, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know yeah. if that was true or not. Yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just that story of like, it's not even a Cinderella story, but it sort of is like. It's a, it's know, a diamond she, in the rough story. It's, it's like, you don't know that you have this kind of talent. Like who knows, right? That could have been you. Maybe you have this mountain biking talent. And you never know, but just because you never got on a mountain bike and said, let's see if I can go 150 miles over uneven terrain. Huh? Maybe it would be super easy for you. Right. I mean, but, but that's kind of what happened to her. She just had this love of the outdoors. Skiing was stolen from her because of injury. Right. And so she was, you know, like, what else can I try to do? You know, 
and, yeah. and here you go. But imagine that the resentment that that would engender from people who had dedicated their lives to being great at it. And here uh, comes this chick and she just fucking wastes everybody, you know? And, and, and I, and I feel like that's part of it too, because, and yeah. she still has yet had so much grace because that's, that comes with that. I mean, there's nothing to me more frightening than jealousy and envy, you know, okay. of other people toward a person. Yeah. Well, I want to get into that from the point of view of the, of the guy from the point of view of Colin. He's an, he's an interesting, you know, not an altogether awesome dude. You know, he's got, but we all have our issues. Right. But like the, the, like the sitcom version of this is, is Ross Geller on friends yelling, we were on a break. Right. Remember that? When you, you know what? I wasn't a huge friend, friends. I, I, I wasn't yeah. either, but that was just so, so in the zeitgeist, right. That yeah. he, yeah. he like kissed a girl when, mm-hmm. when Jen Anson said, we're on a break. Right. And then she like yeah. took him to task for that and was really mad at him. And he's, his, his, this lament of a refrain was, we were on a break. Right. So he's well, living. I think, I think it's a personality type that we're very familiar with. Mm. The guy that is good looking and kind of like funny and sarcastic, and he just gets away with things because, mm, you know, he really didn't mean to do that. And he's a really good guy. And look, and, and, and letter of the law, they were on a break. You, technically you could do whatever you want. Is it kind of dickish for the one week that you're broken up to have a one week relationship with another woman? Yeah. Well, and the reason why they broke up arguably was because of this woman, because she's not, you know, whatever you want to say about Caitlin, she's, she's not dumb. You know, she saw this coming Mm -hmm. and instead of saying, putting her energy and, and focus on the person who she should have, which was her partner, who was completely an asshole, she chose to put it on Mo, who she didn't even know. And really wasn't, you know, it's not Mo's fault per se in terms of like, yeah, she knew that Caitlin was a part of the picture, but who knows what, what he was telling her. Right. She focused her and I'm not saying she should have killed him. I'm just saying she should have walked away. That's a red flag right there. Right. Well, Mo, I think, listen, Mo didn't do anything wrong in this. Absolutely not. She absolutely That one text, she was like, yo, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. You got to be honest with me because it was awkward and it was kind of fucked up. That's, that's a level of maturity. That's setting a boundary. That's looking for a boundary. Like all, everything she was doing was right. Right. Where she fucked up was that she was just a bad bitch on a bicycle. Okay. And Colin was like, that's someone that is really hot. Okay. And will make me better on my bike. Whereas Caitlyn, she's just like, she's a participant. That was such a dig against Caitlyn, right? Whereas- Here's the thing. I've been thinking a lot about that because here's the thing. And this shows Caitlyn's arrogance, I feel. Mm. Because when I first started dating my husband, he was a cyclist. Mm. And and I was like, cool. But I would never think- that I'm going to try to keep up with him. I mean, right. the le- that ability when you're at that kind of training, yeah. it's superhuman. It's not, and this was just like, he was just, he wasn't even a pro. I mean, I don't right. want to, I don't want to take away from how good my husband was because he was great. But the fact is, is that I would never, I mean, I remember we went on this fucking hill. I can remember it to this day. And 
on my bike and it was supposed to be a, a like a couple's thing. And but and I'm like, are you kidding me? What are you doing? Right. My ball bearing started rolling out of my bike. Yeah. And I was like, it's a different, it's a different I'm level. Out of here. I'm out of here. This yeah. is crazy. This is not fun. And so for her to think that she could even keep up. But Mo so good. Weird. But Mo was Mo, Mo could I, beat him. I, I know. We're I'm setting aside Mo for a second and yeah. analyzing sure, Caitlin sure. and her dynamic with and and to think that then it became his job to fucking wait for her. That just drives me crazy. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want my husband to wait for me and I wouldn't want him to wait. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is his thing. This is Carolyn's thing. This is Paul's thing. And we're here to support. And if I want to participate, great. But it's like, I'm not going to be at the head of the pack. Yeah. And and I, and I wouldn't be as arrogant to think that I would or that he should have to wait for me. Like, this isn't like him yeah. holding the door open or. or so now, or, now be yeah. Caitlin, now be Caitlin for a second and say, okay, here's a woman 10 years younger than me, a million times better on a bike than me. Seems like the perfect woman for the man that I love. Mm -hmm. okay? Right. And, and, and here's sweat. another thing about that I was analyzing, and this is true about me and I can't say for other people, but I, the, the guy that I have, any guys previous to my husband and the guy, my husband, obviously like what's makes me want to be in a relationship is that they're really into me. They're mm -hmm. into my body. They're into my smarts and my wit and my talents. They're not looking at other women. You know, they're not, they're not telling me, oh, you know, you should go get a boob job or, oh, you know, if you had a, this, you would be, you know, perfect or like, that's, that's cool. so, so for me, I would have just been like, you know what, as painful as it would be. Sure. It's just, just not right. Like, this is not right. This is not making me exactly. feel right. Yeah. This is not making me feel good. You yeah. know, I, I'm not, that, that's just my personality. Yeah. And I would go and eat it and, and like listen it. to the mode and in this competitive world sad. though. You're dealing with like Uber competitive fucking lunatics. You know what, you know what it made me think of? Do you remember years ago that astronaut kind of love triangle? You remember that? So there Which was, one? there was a female astronaut who was like stationed in Houston. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was having an affair with mm -hmm. another, a male astronaut, okay, who was married mm -hmm. and lived at, you know, in the Florida astronaut base, wherever that, I don't know where, Orlando, yeah, I don't yeah. know, fucking Cape Canaveral or Cape whatever. Canaveral, who knows where it is. One in Texas, one in Florida, okay? Mm -hmm. And so he got called back to the Florida thing before, and she didn't know it. She was like on assignment somewhere. So she gets mm -hmm. back to Houston. I might be, I think I have this correct. She gets back to Houston and she's like, Yo, where's my guy? And they're like, oh, he got called back to Florida. And she's like, holy shit, I can't have him see his wife because then he's going to forget about me. So she's like, I'm driving nonstop from Houston to Florida. And the big thing in the news was that she wore astronaut diapers on the drive. So she didn't even have to stop to go to the bathroom. Okay, I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. whatever the mental toughness and the physical endurance it takes to become to make it into the astronaut program, okay? These people are willing to apply that to anything else that they want in their lives. And for this astronaut, it was this dude. So she's like, watch watch what I can endure to get some FaceTime so he doesn't forget about me, all right? And so for Caitlin, okay, like mm -hmm. competitive 
cyclist, whatever. I love this guy. I need to get rid of the competition is basically kind of where her mind went. I think that she saw red and that's all like she needed to annihilate Mo. Yep. Mo could not exist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because she was standing in the way of her and her man. Yeah. And so I, I like that the, that the police work worked. Okay. Because mm-hmm. from a cop point of view, Colin's the guy. Colin did oh. He's the dude. The car was in his driveway that we saw on the street. Okay, dude, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, lock you in the room and beat you with a rubber hose until you admit it. Okay. But then, okay. Well, that wasn't going to happen because he, he was smart enough to bring an attorney with him. Brought a lawyer and he was actually like, oh, wow. Huh. That's kind of fucking weird. And why wouldn't he say that? That's not even my car. It's my girlfriend's car. I was on my motorcycle and all, thankfully all of that kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that, that, oh my gosh, the sound of the murder. I know. Whoa. The six second pause and then the shot into the heart. The coup de grace. The coup, coup de grace shot. I mean, she was not, she went there with a purpose and she was going to achieve it. She didn't come hell or high water. She didn't care what was going to happen. Like, So was there a forensic kind of recreation? Like- was she already in the house when Mo got home, lying in wait, that kind of thing? Or no, that's what was really significant about the 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 locking system that yeah. the roommate had, where she came home at eight thirty seven. That's when the door unlocked, and then when they saw that footage of the black SUV, it literally a minute later, you saw the brake lights in the alley. So she and like then, knocked on the door and forced herself in at gunpoint or what? I don't know how, I don't know how she got in there, but she wasn't in there before Mo got home. Right. So she basically probably didn't, you know, if the murder happened at nine 15, she got home at eight 37. So sometime between half hour. And then yeah. we know, and we know that Mo's, made a phone call at 9.13. Her last call was to a podcaster at 9.13. So it was right after that. So, you know, she probably just, you know, came around and, and it was a really hot day, you know, really hot night, I guess. And so, maybe you know, door maybe was open or- the door was open or Mo hadn't locked it, you know, because there was no indication that she'd been, that it had been locked. So she probably just oh, walked right, right. in yeah. So did she like retreat into the bathroom as she was screaming? Cause she was killed in the bathroom. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she probably, she probably backed into the bathroom right? or maybe she was in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Oh my you know? gosh. So, so, you know, again, like this, this, this woman was just, and, and people would describe her as just being super sweet and super nice and like, you know, in that interview with Colin, he was just like, there's no way she could do this. You know, she, she's just super nice and sweet and never yells and all that stuff. So I bought her a gun. I mean, why not? Texas. (laughs) Right. I mean, who, if you thought you were, if you thought you were, didn't, weren't sure if you were going to be with someone for the long haul, right. You'd already had an off again, on again relationship. Why would you buy why would you arm this person? But not only that, but put it in your name. Like I would never, ever do that. Ever. First date stuff in Texas. Let's go buy guns. 
I'm just saying, like, I just was like, I think that there was a lot, um, he went back to her. I think she was very comforting for him. So even though there was Mo and she was super talented and up and coming and all that, I think that there's that, that Caitlin represented a safety for him. They were very much involved with the business together. She had access to all of his money and his financial stuff. I mean, he'd entrusted her with so much. And I think that there was, there's that kind of relationship when you have someone who takes care of things for you, makes your life really easy. And, you know, you just you come home, it's like putting on slippers, yeah, you know? Sure. And, sure. and so I think that there was a lot of that going on. And so he wanted to play the, he wanted to play both sides, you know, really is what it seems like to me. That's yep. what I, that's my opinion. Wow. And so then, so, so bad Caitlin, then she goes on the lamb. Like she had a, she had a plan. Do you think her sister knew and her sister gave her the passport or she would never give up her sister, but. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, um, I think that it could have been something like, you know, I keep all of my stuff in my shoebox up in my closet, but, but you can't have my passport. I'm right, winking. Yeah, yeah, winking. Carolyn's winking for anyone. It's a sibling wink. Like, hey. Right. 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 Um, I mean, that's, that's, you know. And then she lives the hippie dream, man. She goes to Costa Rica and she's doing fucking yoga, right? And like watching a, a little hotel, dude. That sounds like such a nightmare. Oh my gosh. To me, Awful. that sounds like Awful. a nightmare. I love yoga. But like being it's, enmeshed in that and like, it, this is my life for the rest of my life. Right. And then I'm thinking like, man, those FBI agents or the, the, the marshals, they scored Hawaiian shirts down there chilling, right? With all these expats down there, right? Like eating fish tacos and shit, right? <laughs> Walking through in sandals. I love how you have this like fantasy vision of yourself that's so not real. It's like you being the person that follows someone for the surreptitious sample. Like that is like there's no fucking way that's you. I would be great at that. I would okay, disappear. I disappear into the background. I would get. I oh man. I think this is kind of like your karate fantasy of. It like, might be like the karate no, fantasy is legit. That is a legit fantasy. I believe don't, you. Just don't say. test me. Don't test me on that. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but so they find her. They find her. She was what? 40 something days on the run. 43 days on the land. Three days on the run. So she should have gone to a non-extradition treaty country, but she goes to Costa Rica, whatever for mm -hmm. the yoga. The yoga is amazing. Cause the yoga is great. Uh, and then interesting. Do you know, cause I found it that there is film of her trying to run the second time. Of course. Yeah. You That's know what? Hilarious. She was like apparently training for it. Like she was like, and she had clothes on underneath her like DOC. And she tries to scale a fence. She can't get over. I could get over a six foot fence. I'm 50 years old. I could get over a six foot fence if I'm running from the cops tonight. <laughs> You know, I'd feel it tomorrow, but I'd get over man, that fucking fence. I would love to watch that. Oh, my gosh. And there's barbed wire over the top, too. You know how many fences I jumped as a kid in Jersey? Do you have any idea how many? It would all come back to me. Boom. I'm not talking karate fantasy. I'm like, I could get over that fence. In a, in you know what? I'm surprised she didn't with how much she wanted to be free. I'm shocked she didn't make it. <laughs> and did you see that Department of Corrections officer trying to catch? I mean, 
that would suck so bad. I was like feeling so bad for her because I'm like, you know what? I know. I know. So it, up until the very end, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, this is an interesting episode. This is uh, a, an interesting kind of psychological examination of, of elite athletes. And uh, does that factor into, you know, the, how, how aggressive Caitlin was in, in going after what she wants? Um, but hold on a second. I have, to, I have to say, she was not an elite athlete. Caitlin didn't have the same, same but she stuff. was a competitive cyclist. I think she was like. And she I, would finish in the middle of the pack near the b- bottom of the pack. You know, she was going to all of these events. She was there. Right. It was more marketing for her. But, but to your it. point, yeah. there's a difference between that and elite. There's such a huge difference. What I mean is, all right, competitive athlete is different than the weekend warriors that are out there doing it to like burn calories. Okay. Yeah. These are people who have sponsorships, maybe who, who have all of these events on their calendar for the year. It's like partly a social event. Everyone stays in the same hotels. Everyone knows the same athletes. Everyone, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a lifestyle. And so that's what I'm saying. I think that Caitlin was more the weekend warrior type. Mm. I mean, she was massively in shape. It's not a question of like, she wasn't in shape. She was in great shape. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that she wasn't an elite athlete. She was not the one that was getting sponsorships from Red Bull and, you know, Velo and all of that. Like she's, she's, um, and I think that that drove her crazy, especially when she saw him being interested in Mo and knowing that she, there was just no way that she could compete with that because Mo was, you know, described as a prodigy, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't compete he with, was. with, with Look that. At her, the, the results don't so, lie. Wow. Yeah. What I was going to say is that I was really yeah. enjoying the episode until the impact statements. You always fuck me with the impact statements at the end, always. And mm-hmm. then I get all sad and I listen to it and, and gosh, these it's, it's, you know, it's like they had a ghostwriter on these. They were so well structured and, impactful for an impact statement you know uh, it was almost like like therapy for you know for them like really i can imagine that that must have been a little bit hopefully somewhat cathartic or or healing in a way because they were very well very specific and and beautifully written and heartbreakingly sad but yeah it was a tough way tough way to end that episode i mean i think but it just shows you know I mean, I think that Caitlin really felt like she was in the way that she fought for her friend um, with the chest compressions and doing everything that she possibly could. Good Caitlin. Good Caitlin. Good Caitlin. The way that she had um, fought for her friend, you know, chest compressions, all that stuff. I think that she wanted to hold it together for the impact statement and still fighting for her and still honoring her. And so I wasn't surprised yeah. at all. And of course the mother, you know, the way that she described the mother, I mean, I just, it was just, you know, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like my husband's, you know, yeah, this has been very a powerful episode. Um, yeah. My husband's brother was um, killed by a drunk driver when he was riding his bike, when, when my husband and I first got together and I didn't realize like how, 
it would impact his life. You know, he stopped cycling, you know, because of it. And then watching his mom and, and what that does to, cause it's like being murdered. You know, he wasn't, you know, shot, but he was basically murdered by, with a car. Cause the guy was massively drunk. And, um, you know, what it does. Did that guy go to, to jail? Did the guy go to jail? He, he went to jail, but back then it was like only three years. And I think that, and then he got out and then he ended up, you know, getting, you know, putting someone in a wheelchair, you know, he, he did it again and it was just, just messed up. But, but seeing that kind of impact with my husband's mom, you know, over the years and just, you know, it's just, it's so, I, I could totally relate to the mom, you know, and, and going and, and uh, lying on the bathroom floor, it sounds so grim and like gruesome. Why would you do that? But it's like, mm. I, I watched my, my, you know, then boyfriend's mom, you know, essentially she couldn't sell his car. You know, she just kept it. She just, I mean, there's just things that you do that you just can't not do, you know? And yep. Um, yep. so ah. it was, you know, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yowza. All right. Well, listen, um, let's wrap this up. This was, uh, uh, this was, this was a cool episode. I like the different, the different levels to it and the different kind of psychological kind of examinations that, that it afforded us. So, uh, great job. Um, if you agree, uh, head on over to Apple podcasts and uh, give us a rate and review, share with your friends. If you are so inclined, um, please consider supporting the great, great companies that support our show without them. We couldn't do it. Um, Carolyn, anything you'd like to add? Uh, yes, actually, I got this wonderful postcard from, um, can you see it? So like a little Valentine's Day yep. postcard. It's from, it's from Star. And I've often, you know, gotten stuff from, from the people that I've oh, worked with on shows. But I just, I really want to thank I don't know. I just, it makes me feel so grateful to be able to do what we do because I know in the weekly episodes that, that we do, you know, we don't really go into the depths that we do when we do our limited series and I'm, we're we're working with star on a limited series. I don't even know if she listens to criminal mischief, but she has given us, you know, access to her, to tell her story, to trust, to tell her story. And, and then she writes me this wonderful, Hi, Carolyn. I hope you and your family have a happy Valentine's Day, you know, XXX star. And it's just, you know, I just feel so grateful for, I don't know. I just wanted to share that. So anyway. Well, thank you. Look, it, it, it's a, just a testament to, you know, uh, how, how you go about your work and you get people to trust okay, you and tell you their stories. And, uh, no, and don't do that. Don't do that. I just wanted to call out like the people that trust us to tell their stories i just really appreciate it so yep okay excellent well well done thank you very much as always and until next time everyone stay safe out there from cloud 10 criminal mischief is a pie in the sky production recorded in the beautiful pacific northwest we're produced by brandon morgan and myself music by soundstripe i'm carolyn osorio your writer and host Thank you.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.